This week on Nerd Friday, we're talking about books you just gotta read while they're relevant. We recap last week's TV nerd extravaganza and talk about the hottest topics that matter to us this week. Google knows anyone? All that and more coming up on Nerd Friday. Hello, and I'm Christy. And I'm Sabrina. And this is Nerd Friday. Where it's okay to stay in. It is okay to stay in. And we enthusiastically encourage you to stay in this Friday evening with us and nerd out. Awesome nerd out with us. Yay. So, hey, Christy, um, what have you been up to this week? Do anything wonderfully nerdy? You know, Sabrina, I was totally stuck in my house all week catching up on Ready Player One, our homework assignment from last uh, week. I did my homework like a year ago. I so know. Well, the problem is I'm not going to remember any of it, so <laughs> I'm gonna. Have, luckily I've got my iPad in front of me, my little spark notes, if right. you will. Well, I, I actually didn't have time to finish, so I'm still only halfway through. Oh, um, so no spoilers. No, no it s- will completely be spoiler-free. All right, spoiler-free. Um, and What did you do? Oh, I, um, I went to the Exploratorium. Ooh. Yeah, the brand new one here. And here we are, we record out of lovely San Francisco. And for those of you in the area, you know that the Exploratorium is moving out of its home in the Palace of Fine Arts and into a new building. Um, I believe it's on, oh God, Pier 15, I think it is. Now, the Palace of Fine Arts was a pretty uh, iconic building for the Exploratorium to be in. How does the new one compare? The new one, it's not as like regal because the for those of you that are not aware the palace of fine arts was part of the world's fair from back in the day i don't remember which one a really so, long time ago yeah like a long time ago um and it's so it's one of those buildings that was like looks like it was built out of like you know greek mythology or what have you but it was built for the world's fair and it's really iconic and a beautiful building um the new one is not as regal but it is super light filled that was if you ever noticed if you ever went into exploratorium it was really kind dark. of dark there were no windows really uh, it was like a dome building before and now it's just like beautiful views of the bay and there's so much space between exhibits and i think it's going to be it's going to be a nerd a nerd paradise to be quite honest especially for, for little nerds that's awesome um the one question i do have though is is there hand sanitizer available you know there was there was there was that's hand sanitizer place. available but i noticed um at some point i had my head in this thing and I had my chin up on this thing to like line up my face to do like a 3D modeling thing and like halfway through it was taking a couple of minutes and I was like ew there's so many people's chins have been on this thing <laughs> that's like, like chin sanitizer yeah, but that's the awesome and terrible thing about the exploratorium yeah. you have to get you know your hands in things and on things but if you let yourself go down that path of how many other people have touched it, you just get really grossed you out. Gotta, you gotta leave. You gotta leave. But luckily, um, I was on a member preview, so it hadn't been like grubbified by too many people Amazing. yet. So it was great. It was a lot of fun. So I did that this week, and um, I also started playing Bioshock Infinite. So I'm only at the Hall of Heroes, so no spoilers, no spoilers. Peeps, but uh, I'm loving it. I was reading a thing this week about how it's like a triple A. Game that is sort of like an art game, and like also there was an article about like is it the last of its kind? Because are they they're not making as much money? I believe like Tomb Raider came out and had a higher grossing weekend, if you will. But um, so far it's rad. I'm kind of surprised about that actually. Yeah, it's as much publicity as it's getting, um, and it's so far it's it's a really cool game. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh, out myself here in that I'm playing it on easy mode. I'm playing it on easy mode. It's okay. Um, I'm not huge into guns, like gun violence games, and not my thing. I'd rather like beat up somebody with a sword, but or, uh, or magic, magic actually, magic. And also, the, really, it comes down to my aim is terrible. <laughs> really I aim. have the same problem. I have this thing with my controller where I 
when I push the stick forward, I always veer left mm-hmm. just a little bit. Or I push down when I don't mean to. I, like When I first started playing Grand Theft Auto, I was like, why is the guy behind me freaking honking at me all the time? Like, why? I don't understand. And somebody was like, that's you honking? And I realized, oh, I, I'm pushing down while I drive. So that said, I'm on easy mode. And actually, it's um, it's probably easier than I need it to be. Like, it's like baby easy mode. You challenge yourself. I know I Pick should. the medium. But I kind of just want to move the story along. Right. I just like, I keep hearing amazing things. Friends that I have had um, who have already finished it. I know a few people have already finished the game. Um, and they're just like, dude, story is phenomenal. You've right. got to finish this game. So that's that's what I'm be doing. This I've been weekend. watching my husband play, and it seems like a really awesome game. He's he's pretty much bogarting the whole thing until yeah, because you can only have one save game. Yeah, you can only have one, so I have to wait. Yeah, but so far it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. So once hurry up, Nino. Well, it was his Christmas <laughs> present, so I guess I can't really rush him along for that. <laughs> his Christmas present? I ordered. I pre-ordered it. Oh, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are you like the like funny it? thing was is that I pre-ordered it, but put the Bioshock Infinite um, cover art into an actual PlayStation game box. So and was he like Holy he God, thought he was like, how did you do that? And then he opened it up, and it's like we play games or like I don't know some like kid game. Oh my god, amazing! Really and then he cried and he was yeah, he sad the whole time. Had a single some, tear rolled down his cheek. Eggnog, yeah. his Christmas drinks. Give me that eggnog. Um, yeah. Speaking of Christmas drinks, later in the episode, we are going to be oh, bringing yeah. you um, a cocktail that we have conco- concocted specifically for today's episode. So stay tuned. This for one, actually, we I don't want to say we because I didn't do anything. It was all Sabrina on this one. So, um, it's, I, I'm tooting my horn. (laughs) I'm pretty impressed by it. It's called Three Keys. Um, it is inspired by, uh, Ready Player One. And I will be sharing that with you guys in a little bit. So stay tuned. Stick around. Yeah. In the, in the meantime, um, this weekend, I'm assuming you partook in the TV nerd extravaganza. Yeah. Well, if you listened last week, we talked a lot about, um, TV nerd shows and, uh, it was pretty, it was a trifecta. It was Doctor Who. Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. Yeah. Now, rather than just get in, getting into the details about what we loved, what we didn't, I mean, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But we wanted to start something called um, five word reviews. Now, this is doesn't have to be five words, but we're five talking words or less. five words or less reviews, just because you know. You all watched it. You know what happened. And just and to, the entire internet has picked apart all the theories and everything. Right. So. so we're just going to give it five words or less. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is Doctor Who. Now, this is Sabrina's uh, expertise. So, Sabrina, five words or less, what did you think about the season premiere of Doctor Who? Run, you clever boy, and... Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. That's right. Ah, this episode, pretty, pretty great start to the new companion and... Um, Pretty excited about that. Uh, looking forward to it. One quick thing I want to point out that one of my coworkers, shout out to Kyle, she pointed out um, at the beginning of the episode, we see the new companion, Clara, as a nanny, and one of the kids that she's nannying is reading a book, and she says, what chapter are you on? And the girl says, oh, I'm on chapter 10. And Clara says something along the lines of, oh, 10 is good, but 11 is going to make you cry your eyes out. What? 10, like 10th doctor, maybe 11th doctor. Is this season going to make me cry my eyes out? What's happening? Um, does so, doctor who normally make you cry? I oh. mean, in past, past seasons, I'm like dead inside. So I'm not the yeah. best person to ask, cold, but, cold um, hearts over here. cold hearts, but I do have friends that have cried. I mean, there's been some pretty, 
pretty sweet moments. I mean, every time a companion leaves, that's kind of a bittersweet moment. I'm sure there are always tears. And I think one of the specials was like, if you don't cry at this episode, you're dead inside. So dead inside. But, um, <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, one, um, one thing that we didn't mention last week that I'm not sure how we didn't know. Do you know that the new Doctor Who companion is actually dating the actor who plays Rob Stark on Game of Thrones? Which blew my mind when you told me that. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so... Wow. Speaking of Game of Thrones, that also oh, happened this weekend. Right. So, Christy, five words or less? Five words or less, so it's going to be less. Um, my nipple hurts. Yeah. And if too. you guys... Five words, five words would be, my nipple hurts. Mine, mine too. <laughs> I mean, really. I I think the whole episode was was pretty good for an intro to the this season. Um, I haven't read the book, so I don't know what's coming. But um, it feels like a lot of setup. We got a lot, lot of more setup, setup happening. To go. I I think it was good. We got to see more dragons, though. I still kind of feel like um, Danny was just hanging out, not really doing much. Except she's like, on, but she's on her way. She's on her way to do something. So we are we're setting up a lot of things. But yeah, that scene with uh, with the slaves and the nipples and the I won't spoil, you know, too much, but I mean, that really stood out to me. Uh, oh, something else that stood out to me in that actual scene or that location, um, that we'll post on the blog, but what the hell was that scorpion? <laughs> I was so confused when that came on the screen. I thought it was like a face on top yeah. of some sort of robot body. Yeah, I couldn't I tell. Doctor Who thing going on. I yeah. was like, what show did I so flip? What are we, what are we getting channel? into right now? Um, but yeah, it's, I was a little confused by that, but, uh, I think it was a good episode overall. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see um, what happens next week. And yep. I think uh, a lot of people also watched it. This oh, right. Yeah. Week. Like I mean, watched it this week. It was the most downloaded or pirated show on in Pirate Bay history. And the awesome thing is that HBO um, took it as a compliment. Yeah. Um, they're like, hey, uh, that's great. At least, you know, people love us. There's no pirate police coming to get you. So I think they really upped their like geek cred. In yeah. that area, because they're not Curious coming after to them. see, you know, like, I'm sure their lawyers were probably like, why did you say that? Yeah, it's just, I mean, there is an argument, you know, that everybody makes that, you know, pirating TV shows and movies really, you know, it doesn't allow the show to continue. But obviously, people are pirating the show, and the show is popular, more popular than ever. So, yeah. I think it's an interesting... Um, connection there so maybe they don't pay to watch the episode but maybe they'll buy some swag they'll buy it they'll buy the the dvd the seasons yeah. as they come out on on dvd or whatever so and then yeah. the the third part of the tr- nerd trifecta yeah uh walking dead i sabrina and i have we definitely agree on this one but um go ahead. um i just would say for five words or less i call bullshit i call bullshit about the whole thing the whole thing <laughs> there's Maybe um, really, if you haven't watched it, we're not going to spoil it for you. But like, it's uh, just so hard to, uh, <laughs> to grasp. Like just the whole season. It just. I don't think there's a single scene where I wasn't like shaking my fist or you know. Good, good, good way to put put it. I yeah. think I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, but yeah, that said, I'm totally going to watch next season. I know, season. I know. Gonna God, I'm going to hate watch that thing the whole season four. The whole way. So the whole time. Looking forward to that. Um, well, looking forward to it is um, subjective. But. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking forward to hating it. You know I'm you looking are. forward you know? to complaining about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yes, that was the... That's our- oh, oh, I did want to mention, though, um, that BuzzFeed had a really interesting post about... Well, not interesting, it was hilarious. The top... Or 33 most annoying things... 
about um, The Walking Dead. Yeah. And it is completely 100% accurate. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. We'll post that link so that you guys can check it out if you haven't seen it already. And um, yeah, it's it's amazing. BuzzFeed, yet again. Yeah. They're so good with their lists. Like, right? How do they do that? I mean, I want to see how they come up with these lists. Do they get everybody in a room, give them a bunch of shots of whiskey, and then say go? You know, I would like to think so, but I'm pretty sure it's probably just like a bunch of frantic editors being like, oh my God, need a story. Like, yeah. here's the thing. Let's just go find them. Find I mean, them. even the lists that are like the top 50 worst things ever. And it's like, yes, it's as simple as having your electrical cord fraying, you know, at the, at the connection point. I'm like, yes, that is the worst thing ever. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you know? Um, yeah, they're, they're good at their, they're good at lists. They've got it down to a science. And I wonder if it's an algorithm. I don't know. Yeah, there's like monkeys yeah. on typewriters, and then they take the typewriters and they scan them in. <laughs> Some like other kid is typing them, and in the translation, they get these amazing lists. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Moving on. Yeah, but that sounds like something I would read. Say if it had been April Fools. Oh, yeah. Right? If yeah, yeah, like it'd be like Buzzfeed's nothing but monkeys, and I'd be like, oh, that's probably that's true. true. Yeah, <laughs> I totally buy that. Yeah, um, I have to say, I was away from the computer for a lot of Sunday and Monday or Saturday as well. And then I came back to it on Monday and I started reading everything and I'm just like, I couldn't believe anything. I was like, I don't even know what's, you don't know real. what's real anymore. It's like, we just, I was like, I'll come back tomorrow. Come yeah. Back tomorrow. <laughs> it's the day that the internet breaks. Honestly. <laughs> Did you happen to fall for any of them or were there any, I still don't know if this is real or not, but I read a story about iRadio, like mm-hmm. Apple's version of like Pandora. I still don't know if it's real because after I read it, I'm like, oh, I threw my hands up and I'm like, I don't even know if this is real or not. I'm shutting the internet down. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear about that. So. Yeah. So it's probably fake. It's probably fake, yeah. but. Uh, I did read a few, few things that, that I liked that I would definitely check out if they were real. For example, Netflix um, categorized some of their movies into special sections, one of which was the epic Nick Cage meltdown section, which <laughs> so I would. like almost every Nick Cage film. Yeah, pretty much every Nick Cage film ever. <laughs> So if you wanted a major marathon, you could just blow through them. But I thought that was pretty funny. No, that's pretty great. I would watch those. That yeah. is pretty amazing. There was also, um, I mean, I was from the beginning, it was pretty clear. Google knows was never real. Right. But... Oh, but I did read a story that it's possible in really? the near future. In- amazing. That like smell, not smell vision, but you know, s- advertising with s- scent is something that's possible and. I can see that happening. Interesting. Scratch and sniff computers, yep. everybody. Mm-hmm. I did like Google's treasure map, though. I, I was going to say, was I like the treasure map, too. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, it would have been fun to go. I wonder how many people were actually out that day. Yeah. Been... Was that like a, what do you call it, a geocaching? Or what's that? The hunt things? The hunt things, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm totally blanking. We're giving each other the this book right now that's like, <laughs> oh, crap. We should both know this. We should... I think it's geocaching. Yeah. yeah. I think. We could look it up. We both have iPads in front of us, yeah. but we're going to move on. <laughs> um, as always, the other thing on April Fool's then um, that I do love is the Think Geek stuff. Oh, man. They and win. The best, the, one of the reasons that they win the most, in my opinion, is that uh, many times later, they actually make the product. Yeah. People are like, this thing that you invented for April Fool's is was awesome. so awesome. I would pay you money. And they're like, what? You'd pay us money for this? Yeah. For example, the Eye of Sauron desk lamp. That thing looked pretty rough. I would, I would <laughs> buy so that. Nerdy. It was terrible. It was pretty terrible. It was actually. It's really ugly. But I mean, for any um, Lord of the Rings fan, it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely um, a must like purchase for yeah. your for your troll cave. Yes, and I do know several people who would play the Death Star cornhole. 
game. Yeah, like seriously, that's that's pretty. That's pretty practical, and I think that they will like make any that. picnic. Yeah. Any picnic, barbecue, any. beach outing. <laughs> nice spring day in the fog here in San Francisco. <laughs> spring day in the fog. Um, and the Bane mask walkie-talkies were pretty... I thought that was genius. It was pretty amazing. I love that picture of that kid wearing yeah. it. Just like, baby, with the Bane mask. I wonder if it gives you an accent also. Oh. Or that weird, you know... <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> that weird Bane voice. I When I have to admit, like, when I was watching it, and I'm pretty good with voices and accents, and I have really great hearing, but I was like, what... Is he, yeah, what, what is he saying? saying? What is, I don't understand. Maybe the walkie-talkies actually just muddle your voice so that no one can understand what you're saying. <laughs> but then, like, the other person could have it in their ear, and then mm-hmm. they would hear you. It'd be like a... Yeah. Okay, that would work. Yeah. Just be like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, this week was April Fool's. Did, if you fell for anything in particular or saw something really awesome, let us know what it was. Tweet us at Nerd Friday Show. Um, all right. Uh, so... A little bit of a sad news here. A little bit of sad news, um, indeed. Don't know if you heard this, but LucasArts, man. LucasArts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh. It's been fun. It has been, and I mean, I understand lately, as in like the last practically 20 years, it's been mostly Star Wars related, <laughs> but, uh, but still, it's like a, it's such a touchstone. Like I, I grew up on Lucasfilm, or LucasArts games. And, um, just really freaking loved all of them, you know, like all the Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion and Zach McCracken, that stuff, and the Indiana Jones games, that stuff as a kid, like, just like opened my world, like opened my imagination and like really, I think, um, helped teach me like problem solving. Right. You know, so in addition to being fun and witty. Also teaching you some insults. Insults. Lots of insults indeed. Um... Yeah, I'm all, like, the, I, actually, I remember the very first time I ever heard the phrase, I am rubber, you are glue. Was that Monkey Island? Yeah, well, so how it went, for those of you that are not familiar with it, uh, Monkey Island had a series of battles, and instead of, like, doing, like, sword fighting or whatever, it was, like, you ha- it was, like, insult battles, so the pirate or the Not, ghost. like, your mama jokes. No, but... not, like, your mama jokes. Come on, these were, these were really awesome, really, uh, funny, high, cl- high class jokes, if you will. Classy. And, um... It was things like, so the, you know, the pirate would say like, I am rubber, you are glue. And you would have this choice of things that you would have to say back to them. It'd be like, oh, so you stick to the floor or whatever. And then I think, I don't remember how old I was, but when I chose the, what bounces off of me sticks to you, it was like this huge light bulb. And I was like, what? That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing you say. I'm just going to bounce this right to you. Your insults are lame. But that's not even like, that was like obviously when the... One of the, you know, I don't believe they made that one up themselves. Right. But or it, how about the one that was like, when people see me, they fall to my feet. And the response is something like, is that before they smell your breath? <laughs> exactly. Or I like the one that was like, um, when you're done, I'll be wiping up the floor with your blood. And it's like, oh, oh so you've got the job as a janitor? Nice. Nice. Burns. These were burns. These were serious burns. Hey, you know what I think we should do? We're. I think we'll, what we'll do is put up some... Um, some initial insults on our Twitter page, and then you guys... You burn us. Burn us. Burn take, us. Take your chance and see if it's right. Yeah. At Nerd Friday Show. At Nerd Friday Show. And here's just a... That'll be fun. One more for you. You're no match for my brains, you poor fool. And retort is... Um, I'd be in real trouble if you ever use them. Ooh. Ooh. Burn. 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 <laughs> 
Monkey Island, we will forever forever love you lucas arts um thanks for everything you'll be thanks missed for all the fun and yeah i know i read that the last title that they were working on was actually going to be about boba fett it was it star wars 13 13 yeah um so 1313 r.i.p yep i mean you know lucas arts spawned off a lot of really like a lot of really cool things a lot of really cool stuff came out of there and one of the people that i really admire is um tim schaefer who went on to do double fine and, right. you know, and that's, you know, they've been, obviously we talked about them with their Kickstarter stuff, which by the way, their trailer for that went looks up. Looks really good. Looks awesome. Like, yeah. I'm like, there's a girl who's. It's like a, a dual reality. There's the, the, the kid, the guy kid that on one side, the girl on the other side, um, they're living their lives at the same time. Apparently maybe they'll intersect at some point. I'm sure it looks rad. I don't yeah. even know what it's about, it but it really, like, really goes back to. Um, adventure games and a lot of I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah and i really liked the ending too how they were like made by double, double fine and ninety thousand of our friends yes. like oh that's so cute i'm one of those friends <laughs> i'm one of those friends i got my t-shirt to prove it nice. um but yeah so lucas arts and the world of star wars that you've been creating um will be missed you will be missed yeah um For sure speaking of star wars christy um i don't know if you watched the show the neighbors you know, Sabrina, I don't watch the show The Neighbors. Yeah, actually, I don't either, but uh, I'm going to out my husband as a Neighbors fan. I don't know if he appreciates <laughs> that. I think it's kind of an odd show. I've seen the first episode, um, and I gave up right away, and he's been sticking with it. It's about it's about a, a suburb full of aliens and a family of normal people that move in with them, and they find out that they're so aliens. So, the exact opposite of Third Rock from the Sun. Exact opposite, okay. in a way. Yeah, or Third Rock from the Sun, but with lots of aliens. Lots of aliens. <laughs> um but the really cool thing about it, um, last week my husband said to me, oh my God, you got to watch the, like the end, the bumper of, of neighbors. And I was like, oh, really, really kind <laughs> of why? What's the big deal, Randall? All right. But, uh, if you watch it, if anybody has seen it, you guys are probably going, oh my God, yes, it was amazing. It was George Takai and Mark Hamill. Almost unrecognizable. <laughs> Mark Hamill, I will Serena say. was like, do you know who that is? I'm like, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> I think, and it was, it was Mark Hamill, but it's George Takai and Mark Hamill. Um, and they're essentially, it's just a, like a one minute clip right at the end of the show. Um, when the, you know, post credits and everything. And they're playing like, I guess they're playing aliens from, you know, that are related to the aliens in the world. I'm not sure. But the best part was their entire dialogue was just like insults about each other's, you know, star legacies. Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yeah. Like, are you going to beam that up to him? You know, like <laughs> hang out with a bunch of teddy bears. But, oh, but the, the best, best one was when uh, George Takai said, go ahead, Christy. Look, I am not your father. Exactly. You guys Look. get it? You guys get Look. it? <laughs> so, yeah. So I have to say, uh, I have not been watching the show. If you are a fan of the show, tweet at us. Let us know why we should be watching why the show. Why should we watch the show? Besides the one... Like, this scene alone... 30-second clip. Made me go, oh, maybe, maybe this is funny. Well, I think it was pretty... I mean, it's weird, but I thought it was funny that the way that they communicate is through a toast. toast. Yeah, it was <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I almost want to go back and watch it. I don't know. Is it worth it? If it's worth it, let us know. Tweet at us at Nerd Friday Show. Yep. Um, and one other, um, speaking of Mark Hamill, um, there's a new meme happening on the internet right now. Um, post Dragon Ball Z, um, what is it called? H- 
Hadoking or I, I, I don't know. even know how to pronounce it. All the people were flying. Yeah, away from so everyone's flying away. Carl Castle, by the way, from Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, had the best one. Search Carl we'll Castle Dragon Ball Z. We'll put it on the blog. Yeah, we'll put it on the blog. Best yeah. photo. Best um, photo. so there's this new meme called Vadering, uh, and I was super pumped about it. I was like, yes, this looks really awesome. But then I realized and found out that it was that it's fake. It's a fake meme, not a fake meme, but a, a concocted meme from Chick Fil A. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen any of the photos, but there's one photo in particular that keeps, you know, being put above the break of these Vadering galleries, and it's the guy holding a Chick Fil A cup. Oh man! Like so in plain Chick-fil-A sight, is giving him the power to Vader. I guess I don't know. Well, they were kind of like, are they trying to say they're evil? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is a good saying. point. Yeah, they're just good letting you point. know where they stand. They're like, this is our beliefs. Yeah, I was really, really I was really bummed to find out that you know it's a a, a fake meme from from a company like Chick Fil A. But I mean, I guess you got to give them credit for trying. But at the same time, not cool. Not cool. Not a cool Chick Fil A. Can't force a meme. No, no. Nice try though. Nice, nice try. try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what else, what else is going on in the news this week? Well, I, I heard something about Canada paying people to, to turn Canadian. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're What's like, please about? come, come visit Canada. <laughs> actually, we'll pay you to be Canadian. What is the deal? Um, and so what that means is they actually, it's actually a really cool program. They, they're starting up a startup visa program. So let's say you're an entrepreneur and you've got this great idea for a company and you can get a Canadian company to get you some VC funding if you get a Canadian co- company to give you VC funding, Canada will expedite your your visas. That's like crazy. to become like um, to become like a full time resident of Canada. Um, the UK does something similar. I believe there's probably a couple other countries that do as well. In the US, we don't, and so now it's actually becoming um, on a serious note, kind of like could be a potential problem because it's a way to lure um, really Talent. talented people. Mm-hmm. To Canada, because like in the U.S., I don't know how long the process is, but I know like to become a resident, it's not overnight. Yeah. It's not instant. Even if you have like um, a company started here, so here Canada's like, hey, take our money, be Canadian, come here. It's actually really smart. Yeah, so it's like uh, the new Silicon Valley of the North, of the North, the Great White North, the Great White North. <laughs> it's like there's no wall, no White Walkers oh, up God. there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> things are scary. Scary, scary stuff. Yeah. Um. But uh, speaking of becoming American, one of the other things I read this week was about the census, actually. Um, and it's kind oh, of... Yeah, the census. The census. Wow. You know, they come around every, like, how many years is it? Like, like 10 years? 5, 10 oh. years? Oh, they just did this. When did they, they just did this? it. Yeah, there was a big old thing. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Take a census. But I know that the... the this kind of made me laugh because it just seems so far away. The Yeah, they did it. I think it's every 10 years. So yeah, they did it in 2010. But... The 2020 census Ooh. will be online. I'm looking forward to that. But at the same time, I'm like, are we going to be on? Are we going to be like on our phones? Are we going to have like something more advanced <laughs> in the seven years? Aren't we going to have chip implants in our yeah, bodies so gonna, they know exactly how many people know, are like, on the planet at any single moment? <laughs> but in case you were wondering, the 2020 census will be online. Just in case you need to know. Yeah. Something else. Um, Speaking of online, uh, did you hear that Amazon purchased Goodreads? Yeah, I did. How do you feel about that, Christy? You know, I, f- I feel like it was a natural progression myself because everybody buys their books from Amazon these days. It's like, how many books have you actually read since you got a Kindle? Way more than before, right? Yeah. I tell myself it's because I'm on a reading kick again, mm. but it's probably because... It's I, convenience. It's convenience. I'm yeah. like, I'm done. Let's get a new one. I don't have to wait for it to show up on my door. I don't have to go to the library. I don't have to go to the bookstore. 
I just press the button and it downloads automatically to my Kindle or my iPad. Mm-hmm. It's simple. So I think it's I think it's a natural progression. Um, I do think that we're probably going to see more Amazon advertising within Goodreads. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with Goodreads itself because Goodreads community is really interesting. I personally um, have gotten really into it in the last few months. And mostly it's because um, I just want to start. I have a terrible memory and I want to yeah. be like, which books did I read? Did I read that? What did I think of it? Um, and so I've been like cataloging everything. And now I'm kind of like, um, are they going to start like advertising at me in a different way? Is the community going to go? Like I know that there's some talk, like some people are worried about the community. They're saying like, well, you know, like now Amazon is going to like, you only be able to put books that are on Amazon. What about these out of print books? Are those going to be able to stay on Goodreads? Like if you can't get it on Amazon, like, you know, and I don't think Amazon is stupid enough to, to like yeah. take anything they away. They bought Zappos and nothing changed. So I don't think That's they're really going to mess with it. It's true. But they have bought a couple other things where things have, the communities have changed. So, yeah. But um, I think it's going to be great, and honestly, like, the the Amazon recommendation engines are really great. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that Goodreads aren't, because, I mean, I've gotten some really great recommendations that way, but Amazon does it in a really, um, just... I feel like Amazon is synonymous with books, and it just fits. Yeah, and I think, like, it would be interesting to see people, like, while I'm, like, re- leaving a review for a book to be like, oh, people who read this book also read these books, as well as people who read this book also bought, bought these, these books. books. Like, that would be interesting to me, because sometimes when you read a book, it's not necessarily worth buying. Right. You know, you're like, oh, this was a book that I enjoyed, but, you know, it's three out of five stars, whatever. Right. But if it's, like, something that they were like, oh, I bought it. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. And, you know, once you buy all your books, you can join a book club. Join a book club. And now there's Twitter book clubs. Yeah, I was reading. Um, there's quite a few of them. Um, there's like I can't remember. One of them is called something like 140. Obviously, since it's a right. character count, it's Twitter 140 book or something like that. And it's um, it's interesting because like you, there's people people like whereas book clubs normally get together at the end of the book or maybe you know while they're reading like halfway through the book or something, mm-hmm. and they discuss you know part way. People are being like, oh my god, just read chapter 10, like what do you think? And they are able to have a discussion. And I think it's really, um, it feels natural. It seems silly and weird, but Hey, we're doing, we're doing TV and stuff in five words or less. Right. We could surely <laughs> get well, it's just like live tweeting a TV show. I mean, people do that all the time. So it's, you know, natural that it would also happen when you're reading a book. Oh, really good point. Because then you're, you're, you're doing it in like a community. And right. I think like when you can do something with other people, it like fosters that whole, like, just, it just fosters a really, like, sense of community, and you're like, oh, I'm doing this with other people, I can, like, validate my opinions, or right. balance my opinions off of other things. I think that's what, like, when big, big books come out that are, that are, like, sequels, like, when the Harry Potter books came out, right? it was, like, fun to tweet about it a little bit, because people knew, like, you were reading it, I was reading it, and, you know, like, the Hunger Games and stuff like that. So. I also like to hear other people's take or perspective on a book as I'm reading it, because maybe that would give me an inkling you know, of something I didn't think about. Yeah. So looking at it in different perspectives, I think is really interesting when you're involved right in that moment too. Right. And also the whole, like, uh, maybe you didn't pick up on a nuance or you didn't get that reference or something. And I think that's pretty amazing, which actually going back really quickly to Kindles, one of the things I love, hate, sometimes it annoys me, but I, sometimes I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I love knowing that like 350 people underline this one right. section because you're like, yeah, that's a really interesting point mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Could be, could be cool. Um, and then one other thing, since we're on the topic of books that I read was that the 
Digital Public Library of America is going to be launching later this month, um, and that is essentially like all research documents yeah. and like um, millions of of documents and books and papers and yeah, like I think it's going to be really great for academic academia, right? You will and I believe there's already the European version of it that has a name that is not so formal sounding <laughs> but i don't remember what it is shit that is online shit's online <laughs> i don't <laughs> yeah so we've got the digital public library of america <laughs> i wonder what's that shit's online <laughs> somebody grab it grab that url is hot commodity um but yeah and there are a couple other things this week but uh a couple of things that'll be on the blog we're not gonna talk about here yeah, so check uh, out the blog. So check out learn. the blog. It's nerdfriday.com. Nerd Friday, where it's okay to stay in. It's okay to stay in and read books, which is what we did this week. Yeah. Did you do your homework? You know, yeah, I, Christy already uh, said she did I not. already spoiled it and said that I didn't finish. I'm halfway through, um, but Ready Player One is already one of my m- most favorite books I think I've ever read. It's like the perfect nerd indulgence. Yeah, it is. It's like a romp through my childhood. Yeah. Also. Like, I was like, yeah, I was I was a badass at Joust. Yeah. Hello. Every time there was a reference, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. Like, family ties. Yes. <laughs> Watch that show. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I also did. I loved it. I did love the book. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but um, I my for me, the ending was because it is such a pop culture reference thing that right. it's never going to end. You and don't it, want it, it to end. You don't want it to end and it ends in like a, it ends how you want it to end. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, Oh, that's how it <sighs> ends. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like you're, you're headed into like feeling. what it's going to be great. I won't spoil it. But for those of you that have never heard of ready player one, Christy, can you give us a little bit of background? Yeah. So essentially it's like a future, um, a future America. And we all basically spend most of our time inside this virtual reality called the Oasis uh, where people go to school, they have jobs, they make money, um, because the, the landscape of the actual reality is just broken down. It's disgusting. It's, um, you know, there's trailers stacked on top of each other. Just people are living in squalor. Um, so the Oasis kind of acts like as this respite. Yeah, it's virtual reality. So the guy who, you know, essentially the guy who built it is, um, has died and left three keys, um, for, the public to find and whoever finds the three keys wins his fortune of right. billions so you of have dollars. To, the, the first one is an Easter egg built into the Oasis. Right. And then the, once you find that key, it will lead you on the quest to the next key. Right. And then from there, the next key. And it's been years have passed and nobody's found this key. Right. And then hunters oh. are called gunters, egg hunters as in Easter egg hunters. Um, and this kid, uh, is, is on a quest to, f- to find these keys and he is just an expert in all things, uh, trivia of the eighties. He's an expert in all things trivia of Halliday, who is the, the man who built the Oasis. It's just a really, really, really fun read. And I think the, another reason why I liked it is because it reminded me just a little bit of Contact, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, um, I can see that. S.R. Haddon, the you know the the guy who you know puts the pieces together for uh, for the building the the spaceship, kind of just he's eccentric and he, he reminds me a little bit of of Halliday. So uh, one of the other reasons why I liked it, but yeah, it's it's a really great book so far, and I'm I'm excited to get through. Yeah, and um, while you're reading it, you can drink what I'm calling right. a three key. 
Freaky. Uh, and the recipe will be on the blog, but it is essentially a shot that yeah, is Yeah, we don't mess around. This is a shot this week. This is a shot. Yeah, and it's a layered <laughs> shot. Um, and there's a layer for every key because there is a copper key, a jade key, and a clear key. And so... Um, I don't know how she did it, you guys, but it's perfect. magic. It's cocktail <laughs> magic. And the recipe will be on the blogs at, at nerdfriday.com. Nerdfriday. So be sure to check it out. Um, and the other thing that's really interesting about Ready Player One is that the book was actually optioned for a film before the book was even published. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Kind of like his, actually his next book is also already optioned for a film. <laughs> and the, this book is written by, um, by Ernest Klein. Right. right. And so, um, yeah. Um, yeah. But was, there was something else about, um, it, you know, we didn't know this was going to happen, but we also found out this week that, um, he has a show on AMC. Yeah. He just pitched a pilot. And it is called Geek Out. And what it is, it, it's, it's like, it's, it is nerd geek heaven. Like, do you want to tell us a little bit about? Well, I, I read a brief synopsis, but it's basically like, uh, Ernest Klein and another co-host who unnamed at this point travel around the country and making geek dreams come true. Yeah. So they are going to be. I actually did. I don't remember if they ever said any. I don't of the think scenarios. they said specifics, but it's no, like 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 all the way from things where it's like it could feature anybody whose body is covered in like X Men tattoos to like a suburban mom who does like who collects Twilight memorabilia. Right. And it's it's a wish fulfillment. It's like make a wish foundation. <laughs> make for a wish for geeks. You don't even need a disease. <laughs> They're like, oh, you already have a problem. You already have a problem. Let's see if we can solve this for you. So, um, yeah, it should be pretty pretty interesting and pretty fun um i think it'll pair you know nicely on some of the things that amc's got going which i know i think some people might be afraid that it it would make fun of the culture but i feel like in in the the spirit of you know of what he's done i think it'll be really fun yeah i i'm excited i'm curious to see what's what's happening and like you know they've already got uh you know they've got there's like i think it'll pair well with uh with comic book men, that's also an AMC, right? right? So right. I think it'll go along that vein. AMC is an interesting channel to me, like right now. So something for everyone, really. Something for everyone. But yeah, so but Ready Player One is definitely the most. It's a really awesome geek indulgence. Let um, us know what your if you actually read it last week. Let us know what your favorite moments are, favorite you know, characters, favorite, characters. favorite parts. Or favorite references. Yeah, there were just so many. So My brain, like, many. exploded. I know. Um, it was really funny. Getting ready for this week's show, I was going back and, like, just kind of reading the synopsis. Because I probably read it um, maybe about a year ago. And I just... I was actually, like, forgetting, like, a lot of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that happened, and that happened. And then I was just, like, going through all the references. And I was like, I think my brain exploded and just yeah. forgot most of it. Every time there's a reference, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, my God, oh, my God, I forgot about that. And everyone I know who's read it does the same thing. They're like, oh, my God, amazing. It's so good. Um, and, and it kind of also blew my mind when you told me that the audiobook is read by Will Wheaton. Exactly. That's oh, what I was say. my I was God. Like, you were just blowing, reading my mind, <laughs> blowing my hair. Yeah, the audiobook, if you're an audiobook, reader i have not heard it myself but i hear it's a real treat um from will wheaton i mean when do you not want to hear will wheaton's voice whispering to you in your ears um but yeah so it's um definitely and it's like i said it's been optioned for a movie they haven't i don't understand how they're going to make it my biggest concern um that i think that i think their biggest hurdle that they're going to have is the rights to all the things yeah like, like the music, the, the music references, the TV references, mm-hmm. the video game references. Like, I just don't know how they're going to be able 
to get all the rights in order to give it the same flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously they're not going to put every single reference in there because then the movie would be like 40 million hours long. Right. But um, I'm just curious to see what they'll get the rights for and who they'll cast. Oh. And if you've read the oh, book. Oh, that's a good question. Know, like, who would you cast? Yeah. Who would you cast during Ready Player One? I honestly have no. This is, this is good. This is a good question yeah. that we have to ponder yeah. this week. I, I've actually been pondering for a couple of days and I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I would want some fresh faces. I would yeah. want a fresh face. For at least for I don't think Ryan Gosling would work. No, no. I mean, the way he's described, it would have to be. I think an authentic geek would be nice. Yeah, something a little scrawny. Yeah, (laughs) well, he's pudgy in the book. That's true. That's right. That's right. He is pudgy. In my head, he's scrawny. You know, like even when you read a description, yeah, you see something else. Whatever. It's (laughs) (laughs) own guy. Whatever he looks like. Whatever. We've got a scrawny guy. Um, But yeah. So who would you cast? Let us know. Tweet us at Nerd Friday Show. Yep. Um, So uh, interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys saw the the news from GDC. uh, Last last thing about Ready Player One, I promise. Um, But that virtual reality is actually making a comeback. Yeah. And it just, it's, everything's happening at the same time and it's pretty amazing, <laughs> but this virtual reality, uh, program that they showed off at GDC, we'll have the link, um, in the show notes and on the blog, but apparently it's amazing. And finally we're at the, at the stage in computing power where things can be rendered faster. So things look more realistic. So it's not like a little janky, like, right. It's not like, like staggered, those, like you're like downloading pixelated yeah. loads and or like those video games that you used to drive in the arcade that look like square yeah, corners or like and... you turn the corner and then the room renders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was interesting in how everything just seems to come together at the same time. We'll have those goggles. We'll have yeah. the goggles. Those goggles. We'll plug into the Oasis. The haptic, haptic <laughs> gloves. <Yeah. laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah. the yeah, the other book that we wanted to talk about um, that we mentioned last week was Ender's Game. Yeah, there is. Um, a new so those of you that are not familiar with Ender's Game, it's a classic, super classic you have sci-fi. To read it. Um, I feel like it's even required reading in yeah. some schools although... or or listening. I actually didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook, yeah. which I felt was uh, pretty entertaining because it's a man, and when he like voices the the kid, the, the female, he... and the oh, kid voices, he... it's like really funny. You just, it's just yeah. Oh my god, I love it when they do voices. I know. <laughs> but yeah, the film is coming out in November. The trailer is coming out with... Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, in which May. comes out yeah, in May. Um, I'm, I'm personally, I'm glad that Ender is a little bit older than he actually is in the book. Mm-hmm. And he's actually played by the kid who was Hugo in... Right. I guess Hugo. Hugo. <laughs> and the, the Adventures in of Hugo, Hugo. Cabaret or whatever the whole thing is called. Um, and he's, you know, obviously older now. And I'm, I'm personally glad because that was one of my issues with the book was I didn't believe, right? Like that a seven year old could be doing yeah. all this. And I know that um, he's special, Sabrina. He's mm-hmm. special. He is. He is. And I know that Orson Scott Card has actually made a lot of comments about that, and he's done a lot of posts on. Oh, but actually, like I made him a seven. I've met some very intelligent seven year olds, and I believed it would be. I just, I find it easier to believe if he's twelve, right, or thirteen. Or whatever, something I don't know. closer to puberty. Yeah, something just a little bit closer to puberty makes it less frustrating. Um, I, I can't figure out how to tell you guys about my personal experience with Ender's Game without giving away the ending. Right. Um, so I'm going to try, because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But it's also a classic, so I'm kind of like, if you haven't read it, I don't know what you're doing you here. You should have. this podcast anyway. Stop it right now. Go read Ender's Game. Come on back. But... 
Or just finish the episode first. And then go. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I read it as a book and um, I actually read it for the first time uh, probably about a year ago also. And it's not a very thick book. No. And as you're going through the book, like, okay, I'm trying to do this without spoiling. Mm-hmm. Certain things happen and you're waiting for something to happen. You're mm-hmm. waiting for like a big thing to happen. And you get to this point where part of me wishes I'd been reading it on a Kindle or on an audiobook, so I would not know how many pages I had left. Right. I was like, oh, there's only like 20 pages left. Like all of this is not going to get resolved. I was just angry and pissed off. And I was like, I can't believe they're going to resolve. This is bullshit that they're going to resolve this in 20 pages because I've invested all this time and I like these. And then the twist happens and you're like, Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> but I wish I wish I hadn't known. But I ruined it because it, you're like I was anticipating. I was like, yeah. well, obviously something has to be happening, mm-hmm. and so I was a little bit saddened by the fact that I could tell like, but but how far you had to go? Yeah, and something and was going to happen. Something last, had to happen you know. because otherwise, not everybody I know who loves it as much as they do would have loved it. Right? They would have been like, oh, it's amazing, and then you get to the end and whatever. <laughs> like. Um, so yeah, that was my only problem with it is that I wish I hadn't been able to see, which is such a weird right. thing for me to say. And especially I think as we go to, although I guess Kindle would be like 3% left. Right. <laughs> but you don't, it's not right in front of your face all yeah, the time. So you know? wouldn't, yeah. Cause you have to push the screen mm-hmm. and then you're like, Oh, okay. Now yeah. let's see. But yeah, that was my only big problem with that. But, um, for those of you that are like, what the hell is Ender's Game <laughs> anyway? Um, Ender's Game is uh, basically um, a future world, of course, um, where these aliens that people call buggers uh, have attacked our planet twice before. And so they're preparing um, a child army, basically, to lead in the third attack, if there is one. They're anticipating the third attack. (laughs) Yeah, so they're training from the very beginning, kind of like, you know, before they develop any habits or you know, ideas of their own. They're just trained as these warriors. Um, and Ender is kind of identified as, as a leader in his group, child genius, special, special Ender. Um, and it just basically takes you through his, his time in battle school and having the weight of the world on his shoulders and knowing that, you know, people think he's basically the savior of, of the future, you know, army. Right. And if we lost you at aliens, just wanted to let you know, you do not have to be a sci-fi nerd at all. You do not have to be, to yeah. Enjoy this. This story this is pretty, um, has a broad appeal, I think. Because it's really about struggles growing up with this kind of, um, future. Yeah, just, I think even just, you know, war in general. And yeah. So it's, um, very... Sometimes I thought it was a little bit tough. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're like, this kid's seven. Yeah. When you realize how young he is, it is a little bit disturbing yeah um but which is why i'm happy that it's older <laughs> the movie's a little bit older yeah and yeah i agree and so there was a new movie poster out recently oh man i got so excited when i saw that because it's like the perfect it's the perfect movie poster i think as a teaser as the first one because you see ender and he's looking out onto the the world and he's got his his suit on and it just it looks looks so good it does look pretty awesome it looks really epic and it does look really sci-fi it does look really Which sci-fi. I think it's awesome, but if um, you're not a sci-fi fan, don't worry. This right. game, um, hopefully the adaptation does well. We'll oh, see. I hope so. I don't want to call bullshit. Yeah. Come on. Because then, <laughs> then you have to think about, like, there's a whole series of Ender novels, and, you know, how far are we going to take this? This does really well. I'm sure they're going to option, 
you know, the others, the for other sure, books as well. Because everybody wants a trilogy, right? Or a quadrilogy. quadrilogy. Or how many of them are? Five? There's four or five. Yeah, four or five. Anyway, people wants the books, but the people with the loves money. the aliens. The aliens with the money and the futures. <laughs> um. So yeah, like uh, I'm personally not planning on seeing it, but the what's her name that wrote Stephanie Meyer that wrote Twilight? She's got that new movie, The Host. Right. That is an alien movie. I think I'm gonna go ahead and skip. But. I think I will skip that as well. If you have read it or see the film. And should we see it? Should we see it? Let us know. I don't know. Should, should we read the book? I don't know. I'm not planning Tell on us. that either, but maybe I'm wrong. Hey, <laughs> if, if people say that that book is awesome, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give it a I'll, try. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. I'll, give, I'll read the spark notes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, see, I'll see the movie. If you guys tell me it's worth it, I will go see the movie. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of like future uh, books that we're that we're talking about today. Yeah, they um, one book that I read uh, a couple months ago that I really enjoyed that I happened to think about more often. Like you know when you really enjoy a book and then you put it away and you don't really think about it, but every so often, it, often it just pops up in your head and you're like, oh yeah, that was really fascinating. Yep. This book does that, and I didn't think I liked it as much as I did, but it's called um, the Post Mortal. And it is about a society near, you know, near distant future. That seems to be the trend with everything, um, where the aging is is cured. We've completely cured aging, and um, which seems like a great thing, right? Seems like a great thing, but then they run into this thing where there's no resources, and people don't want to be married for a hundred years, and after a couple hundred years, they don't want to live there anymore. And um, it's a fascinating read, and it's by Drew. Um, Magery or Magary, I can't remember. I don't know how to say his name, but yeah, I definitely, um, definitely check it out. I would recommend that one. Uh, yeah, I think everyone's always like searching for the fountain of youth. But what if you know we actually did live forever? Would we even really like that sort of thing? Yeah, I, mean, I think of like vampires; they live forever and they seem to hate life. So, yeah, but, but of course, they can't that... go out into the sun. So exactly, I thought that's because they have no sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> they have no vitamin D. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting um, quandary there. Yeah, live forever, but but it's fascinating read, and it's also it's it's a fun read. It's a little sci-fi, but it's also it's I think a big take on our society right right. now. So definitely worth checking out. A couple other books that are like in the like current relevant, if you will, World War Z. Oh, World War Z. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have seen the trailer, and I think. We might disagree on something here. All right. Um, you like the zombies. You know, it's fun. I the way that these zombies are. Mm-hmm. I do. The zombies, if you've seen the trailer, they move so fast. So they're so fast. creepy looking. Um, they're. I read that they're modeled after ant colonies and like insect swarms, um, which is interesting. All I know is that these zombies stuck around. Those Walking Dead fools would be dead. They would they not would, survive. He would be walking dead for sure. <laughs> I I mean I I get the I I think they're cool looking I think it's interesting take on a zombie I just I'm not sure there's the one scene where they're climbing all over each other to get up to the helicopter yeah and there's another scene where it looks like a tidal wave of zombies how would anyone survive ever ever that's true you're right like if they're not slow if they're not slow and sort of milling about how would anyone ever survive 
That's a good point. That's a good point because, like I said, our walking those suckers dead. are fast. Like, <laughs> but maybe they have people. to be like maybe it's like you know, a bee swarm of bees. Like maybe they're just they mill about until they're aggravated. So maybe it's true. we'll have to. Well, I I actually I will confess I've not read the book. I haven't read the book either. Um, but I know that it's you shame know on us. shame on us. Um, but there's spent only so many hours in the day. So many hours. There's not <laughs> enough. There's not <laughs> enough hours. But yeah, there's. I mean, it's obviously it's a huge film. Um, Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Mm. You know, they've spent. Is he still hot? I think he's starting to be old hot. Yeah, old hot. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're like, yeah. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, he's no like Thelma and Louise hot, but come on. Right. He's still Brad Pitt. He's still Brad Pitt. Um, but yeah, they've they've had a lot of issues. Like for a while, it was going to be a little bit more political leaning. The movie itself, and they were in Budapest filming. They had like all their guns were seized. They thought they were like smuggling guns into the country, and um, I yeah, lots of drama. Yeah, I've heard there's lots of problems with this production. Yeah, in general, it's the most expensive movie zombie movie ever made. But I kind of don't know if that's like really. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Entertainment Weekly. What do you mean by that? Well, how does that compare with uh, other? Yeah, like I'm sure it has more, but like a higher budget than, say, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> right. Which was really good. Really amazing film. I mean, if you're into zombies and you've not seen Shaun of the Dead, what are you doing? You, shame what on are you. you doing? Um, yeah, so that's, but that's it for zombies. The other, going back to the sci-fi world, if you will, um, it's, have you heard of Wool? I have not heard of this book. So it's really interesting. Hugh Howey published this book called Wool, and he self-published it, um, I believe, like you know, through Amazon. And it's um, it's everyone who's read it tells me I need to check it out. And it is all about it's like another future. Um, oh God, I can't even. Can you like Mama Christie? Help you out. I've had too many. I've had three keys too many. <laughs> Those um, keys are pretty good. Yeah, it's a, oh, I get it. It's like, too they, so anyway, so wool, they actually, it's, it's a society that's built underground. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not allowed to go outside because they've been told that the air is unbreathable. Oh, so, I have heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm like, how have okay. you not heard of this? Got yeah. It. And so there's actually, there's a book trailer, you know, because that's like the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like books are like, here's a trailer so that you can invent it in your head, which kind of makes me a little sad because I want to invent those characters myself. Right. But um, every so often, it, it introduces you to a new um, a new thing in this one. We'll we'll post it on the blog, the trailer. But Ridley Scott actually optioned the rights for the film, which automatically I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, and you know it's going to be. I, I think it's got a 2014 or 20 going to be filming 2014. I think they're in like pre production right, right now, so probably like a 2014 2015 release. Um, if even who knows, book deals tend to go crazy. But yeah, Ridley Scott's involved. And I think it was like a really fierce bidding war, which is so fascinating to me for this, just this little like self-independent published yeah. book. Yeah. It is which on is my great, Kindle. I think. I know. Like, why can't you good do on that, you. Christy? Why I can't know. you do that? I just, oh, <laughs> so much time in the day. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll post the, we'll post the trailer for the book, um, and some links on that. And, uh, yeah, should be good. Should be good. Brilliant. Way better than, you know. What's the other movie that people were trapped inside? Or like I said, the clones, the island, isn't that? Island. Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah. Can't go outside. Yeah. Clones or something. Something. I actually, I think I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's telling. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, finally, there's finally. one other book we want to mention. Neither of us have read this book. Yeah. But it just sounds so fun. We had to mention it. It is called Red Shirts. Mm-hmm. And it is about, come on, 
What do you think, Christy? What could red shirts be mm. about? Red shirts. Do you, by chance, mean the red shirts that are worn on Star Trek? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Whoa. Yes, John Scalzi has written this book called Red Shirts, a novel with three codas. And it is um, about an ensign who has been assigned to the like the Universal Union capital ship. Something, that's you know, that's sure a mouthful right there. Well, not like the UU Enterprise or whatever, I'm <laughs> sure. You know, something like that. And they're starting to realize that... Um, Every single one of these low-level ranking officers, the ones in the red shirts... They die? Don't come back. What the hell, man? So, um, I I heard that it's a really fun romp and, you know, just really awesome read for for nerds. And I figure since Star Trek is coming out... Right. Right around the corner. Which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Oh. um, Reminds me, really quickly, there was was that tweet back when they were filming because they filmed mm-hmm. nearby here right in oh, yeah, yeah yeah and there was like a picture of simon Pegg and um and all of those guys like all these guys christopher how many keys do you have yeah. what key are you on here simon Pegg, chris pine chris pine and come on sherlock Zachary, yeah zachary quinto that's not sherlock but zachary quinto and benedict cumberbatch. benedict cumberbatch come on, come on christine why did i forget his name because you were just like sherlock i don't need to call him anything else there's a photo that was on like uh that they tweeted they yeah, were like they were just, at a bar you know out. hanging out crossing the bay bridge and i was like that car would be a magical place yes <laughs> If I could be a, a fly on the wall of that car. That would be fun. That would be a fun romp. But yeah, that is, um, yeah, so Star Trek's come out. Check out Red Shirts. Yep. So we'll have a list of all of these books, essential reading. Uh, read them while, while, they, while you can because they're, hot. they're so hot right now uh, on the blog and in the show notes. Um, but yeah, so that's our. Yeah, are you, if there's, and if there's a book that you think we need to read right now, Super Whether relevant. it's written by Stephanie Mayer or not, yeah, Meyer, Mayer, Mayer, whatever, whatever, the host. Um, whether or not it's a host book or not, let us know what it is. Tweet us at Nerd Friday Show. Let us know what you think yep. about about the show as well. Um, Give us your feedback. Yeah, we what can, do you want to see? Yeah, or listen to here, here, here. They would yeah. like to see. They can't like, see us, no, but you don't want to see this mess. This mess. <laughs> but that. So, yeah. all right. So. That's it for the books, but we do have some some homework for you this week as yes. well. We we like giving out homework. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, in honor of LucasArts, we would like you to play Monkey Island. Yeah, I believe Telltale has their version out. Like they did a, re- a remake, if you will. That's pretty true to the original. So, give it a spin, or just go ahead and play any of the LucasArts games. Yeah. There's emulators out there, go and don't for forget it. to check our Twitter feed because we'll be slinging some insults at you, and you gotta come back Burn. at us. Come back with a burn. And don't forget. Extra credit. Watch Dune. Watch Dune. Okay. All right. See you next week. Take care. Bye.